I hit record just two seconds late because our special guest, Christine Dano, <laughs> just said, I'm so ready. And I should have had that on record. <laughs> I'm so ready. <laughs> You're so ready. Of course you are. My friends, listeners of this podcast, as promised, we like to talk to incredible leaders, remarkable people that are doing things in the world that you, A, might not know about yet, and B, you can't find out on Google. And I've been working with Christine for several months. I came to Christine through a mutual friend, who many of you probably know, Mark Groves, at Create the Love on Instagram. And Christine, I super DM'd you. I stalked you and I slid into your DMs. I'm like, can you please talk to me? And I've been so grateful. And I was like, this is an awesome example of, you know, people may know you under many different banners, one of which is being a very sweaty TRXer. And there's more to you. So welcome to the show. We're going to leave TRX behind and we're going to riff. Are you ready? (laughs) So ready. I'm obsessed with your intro of me. That was so good. Well, my point of the intro actually was to like create space for you to tell everyone who you are and what you want to get up to in the world. Thank you. Oh, wow. That's a loaded question right there. And that's a loaded answer. So it's in an exciting way because there's just so much change happening in my life. I am an intuitive coach. I'm going to lead with that. Okay. I used to lead with that. I own a business, but I still do. But I, I'm intuitive coaching now, like full time, which is bananas. I'm loving it. As you so lovely said there, um, we were connected by Mark and I've been coaching now since it's been about almost a year now in a really true capacity. So I, I was coaching before just here and there with people, just in the less official way. I've always been a coach. I think my whole entire life, I've always been helping people. I've always known I wanted to be of service, but uh, other things got in the way, or I thought I should be doing different careers or whatever it may be. I just never really stepped into it. It's taken me until now. I'm now 36. And I'm absolutely obsessed with what I'm doing. I am so in love. I'm so in love with what I'm doing. It's just like blowing my mind. And the, the capacity and the, the speed it's, and the rate it's happened at just shows me that I really am hitting that alignment. In the past, anytime I've had to force things, it is just a really clear sign to me that if anything feels really hard or challenging, not that challenges don't come up, but it just, I can tell I'm hitting alignment because of the speed and just the clients and the feeling I have after coaching with people. Like I really feel like I've hit my purpose in life. Hmm. which is really exciting. Yeah, especially, I mean, here we are two months into the world of COVID and not many people get to say that they're thriving and aligned and finding flow. And here you are in that state. I'm really grateful. Yeah, I'm extremely grateful. And because of COVID, I just, I feel like I'm just really loving being of service in this time as well. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of people questioning everything. There's a lot of people going really deep right now and with anxiety or depression or or different things just, or they're just unsure and being able to help people and navigate this time and see them thrive, seeing my clients thriving, seeing them having massive breakthroughs, massive transformations in a time of such uncertainty is so rewarding as well. It's really exciting to see. And yeah, I'm just, I'm absolutely loving it right now. Hmm. 
So in one of our sessions, and this is obviously a personal to me, and yet I can't help but think that maybe I might not be alone, that, <laughs> that there were rumbles, you used the word, you were like, there's rumbles, there's an underlying rumble, and it's going to get really loud. And I am curious, well, you just need to reassure me right now that I'm not the only person that experiences rumbles. That's you. No, I'm joking. No, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> totally putting on the spot. No, it's not. Um, but the reality is, you know, in many different domains of our lives, there are rumbles. And especially during this time and in the space you're in and the conversations you're having with so many people, what is your guidance or your wisdom to help people in the rumble? And I just want to like bring this in. For me personally, when you use the word rumble, I think of the rumble strip on the highway. And mm. I have a really distinct memory of driving over that rumble strip and it just feels like it shakes you to the core and on the other side of the rumble strip is the ditch or the median or <laughs> death and I'm reminded that like it doesn't actually have to be so severe and in some cases it, it is and so I want you to help bring us down to like managing the severity or the not the loudness or the quietness how do we tap into and listen to these rumbles right now Christine yeah, so when I think of the rumble, I, the reason I can define that as well is because I've had them my, myself. And I generally, in my history, I do not listen to the rumble or let's say intuition or that inner voice or maybe some inner guidance. And I have gone into the ditch many times. I have been roadkill. <laughs> I have gotten run over. <laughs> I have been savaged by coyotes. It's like... Yeah, I, I've traveled to that side and I've also learned that when I think of the rumbles, similar to you, I love your analogy. I think of it's my intuition saying something's not quite right. Something is out of alignment. I just, you know, and sometimes the rumble can be challenging. It can be really because sometimes it might, you might have no idea what it is. Like there's times when the rumble's there and I'm like, what is this? And I'm, I generally in the past have kept myself so busy. I didn't realize that busyness, I'm so busy it was a badge of honor for me. I'm so busy. I'm doing so much. Da, 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 da. And so the busyness would keep me out of my rumble. My rumble, I think is my truth. My rumble is the truth that is underlying that maybe I'm not willing to look at. Maybe I'm terrified of looking at what the rumble is because if the rumble you know, is there, maybe it means I'm going to have to change my life and change can be really scary. So yeah, the rumble is very powerful. And I think what's happening right now for a lot of my clients, and even for myself as well, because my clients are all mirrors, tend to be mirrors of what I'm going through as well, or what I've just experienced, is that we're being given time right now. I mean, some people not, some people are, are totally, you know, got our amazing frontline workers, and some people are, are busier than ever. But there, there is sort of a large chunk of people, or at least the people I'm working with, where there's, there's been a rumble there for years, maybe decades. And because there's less happening, we're being forced inside and we're being forced to go inside. I think of it like a volume switch. The rumble is getting louder. Mm. So I think of the universe like taking that, that volume dial and just turning it up mm. and up, which causes more and more discomfort, which for some, some people, they will take that and maybe mood alter. So maybe they will eat to cover the pain or maybe they will, you know, smoke or drink or do drugs or watch porn or whatever, whatever the vice may be, or get really busy or social media or, you know, everyone's sort of got their vices. So if what I've learned for myself is just, if I can sit 
with that uncomfortable feeling and not run from it. Cause generally in the past I feel discomfort. Oh, I got to run. I'm out. I'm so out. I will abandon myself. I'm done. I'm, you know, put me on to Netflix, do whatever, grab me the popcorn. So when I can sit with that rumble and ask it, what do you have to tell me? That's what I've learned, really learned to do is to actually, rather than run and avoid it, because it's just a part of myself. And I think of the rumble as just the messenger. The rumble is saying, hello, I've got something for you. I've got a message for you. And if I can sit with that and, and not be afraid of it and just say, okay, what is the message? What is this rumble about? And that requires, you know, to get in, to get yourself in a state where maybe stillness or med- after meditation, or, you know, if I'm in that hyped up state, hyper arousal, I'm generally not able to hear the rumble. So if, if you can get yourself in that meditative or just sort of slower, stiller space, it can be really powerful to just ask yourself, what is, what are you trying to tell me? What message do you have for me? And then just sit. And sometimes journaling can be really helpful or just receiving the message. And there might be times where the rumble feels really overwhelming and you don't even want to touch it with a 10 foot stick. And you know, it's just, it's all about perfect timing, but I trust if the rumble is there and you're sensing it, that generally is trying to deliver some sort of message that maybe a part of your life isn't in total alignment. And there may be more joy and more power and more freedom and empowerment on the other side of the rumble. If we're brave enough to actually sit with it. I think it's so wise for you to share that. And it's so helpful to just acknowledge that when the world slows down, we actually don't need to speed up and to recognize, you know, I wanted to know how do we manage a life with less distraction right now? And what you so beautifully said was like, you sit in it and we don't need to fill up our lives right now with things to distract us or take us away from, from what's happening. And it's a beautiful time when things get stripped away to ask, you know, what do you want back in? How do you want to use this time to uncover, to your point, like the truest, most aligned version of the rest of your life? And it's a really crazy cool time. And what I can say personally is that have, having the opportunity to work with you has been like a serious tool in the toolbox of navigating this time. And I think it's important that everyone looks at what their toolbox is. And, you know, as you said, for many people, it is meditation, it is sitting in it, perhaps it's working with someone like yourself. I can't help but want to know from you, I don't want to know about the things you're doing as much as I want to know the tools that you're using, or what is in your toolbox to take care of you during this time. Such a great question. Yeah, it's taken me uh, many years to fill up my toolbox. Hmm. There was a time a couple years ago when I got really, my toolbox was just empty. (laughs) I was not taking care of myself. I think I expressed this before, but I was really sick with adrenal fatigue and chronic stress and um, overwhelmed to the point where I couldn't drive or do anything. So there's, I've hit that point of not taking care of myself. And now I'm so incredibly mindful and, and cautious of having really clear boundaries around taking really good care of myself, knowing that if I take care of myself, I can really take care of others as well. So some of the things that I do to fill up our um, meditation and meditation can, you know, I have clients all the time saying like, Oh, you know, does it have to be this or have to be that? And I literally say to them, I'm like, I wake up. I don't even go pee or grab water. I mean, if you need to, of course, (laughs) but like, I don't let any distractions. I don't check my phone. I just grab a pillow. I throw it behind my, you know, behind me. I sit up, I sit upright and I just hands up. What would you have me know? And I just breathe and I just ask, any guidance or I just if I'm going through a really tough time I might just say like 
I surrender. I, I don't follow any, um, I don't practice any religion, but I do believe that there is something greater than us, God, source, universe, whatever you want to call it. So I just ask, you know, that power, you know, I think the power that created our planet, that created, you know, that beats my heart, that grows my fingernails. I just say, what, what would you have me know? Or I surrender. Like I have no idea what the next step is. I don't know where my life's going. X, Y, Z, clear the way I surrender to you, whatever that is. So I find meditation can be really powerful. Or if you just want to breathe, breathing, just belly breathing that activates the parasympathetic nervous system. So I like to place the hand on my belly and a hand on my heart. And I just feel the breath lengthen. I think my belly pulling forward like a balloon. And then when I exhale, I think of it just drawing back. So just really slow breathing or yeah, meditation is incredible. I do a lot of walks in nature. So just getting outside, I find being, obviously I have, I feel so grateful to live. I live in North Vancouver, so I do have trails still open. And obviously depending on where you live, you may not have that luxury, but I find just even getting outside for a few minutes, obviously just being really mindful still and, and social distancing, but just being around nature for me, at least reminds me of who I am at my core. Like when I look at the trees, when I look at the ocean, I'm just reminded that there's something way bigger than myself and it really helps to ground me. Also baths, honestly, baths are a huge energy cleaner for me. So I will take baths. I put Epsom salts in them. Like those are really big self-care for me. I do a lot of clearing. So even throughout the day, if I'm feeling pretty sensitive to other people's energy. So I will just either after clients or, or if I'm feeling, you know, family's energy or somebody else's energy I'll just ask like I'll just say clear anything from me that's not my own I ask you to like remove it from my energy field and just grounding down visualization journaling journaling has been really great for me as well if I'm if I'm feeling I find if, if it's up in my mind and I can't really process it or if it's kind of just running on default it can be really helpful to just get on paper like what's actually going through the hamster wheel right now like <laughs> is this my conscious self or is this my you know one, one of my subpersonalities one of my belief systems, one of my programs that's really just kind of running in the background and is it helpful? So I feel like that was a long answer, but those, no. are, some things that I, <laughs> those are some of the things that I, yeah. I find can be really powerful or just, you know, picking up the phone or hopping on Zoom and, and having connection and, you know, asking for support or if I really feel like mm -hmm. I'm in a place where I need some support, just asking for support. And I also work with a coach weekly as well. So I believe I really believe in that like every coach should have a coach and to, mm -hmm. I still want to challenge myself to always be learning and evolving as well. So that's mm -hmm. been a really powerful thing for me as well. What I love is obviously there are things that you've mentioned that come from a beautiful place of privilege and being able to, you know, live near nature and forest bathing and have access to a coach. Those things are, are brilliant and it's so wonderful. And I love that there are other things that come at no cost, but a moment of our time and that is also really helpful to remember the simplicity in, in the power of these tools that waking up in the morning and thinking certain thoughts and breathing intentionally can be the perfect way to set up a day. And one of the things I've learned and love about you is that I can set that at any point in time. If I miss the morning, I can do that at noon. I can do that at 1232. And just that constant reset when things feel overwhelming or crazy is a really beautiful grounding reset, if you will. But again, inspired by you, I've really uh, come to appreciate a pen to paper. And you left our last session, you left me in our last session with several journaling prompts. And I'm mindful that they might have been, they may or may not have been special to me <laughs> in our conversation. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed exploring them because every day a different answer comes and without any judgment, sometimes I just write the same thing over and over and over again. And just that stream of consciousness has been really 
powerful and something I really appreciate. And so I'm curious if you have some journaling prompts, you know, one or two that, that you could offer that can be done at any point in time during the day for anyone, wherever they may be at. What, tell me more about journaling. Journaling has been a game changer for me because I can get into my head a lot. I can try to figure quote, I'm using air quotes. I know you can't see these right now. <laughs> well, you can see them, but to figure things out, I love to get in my head. So yeah, some of my favorite prompts that I tend to use with clients, obviously when I work with clients, I, I do work intuitively, but some of my, the ones that have come up quite frequently are, what would you have me know? So sometimes I just like to ask whoever it is, universe or a part of my brain or inside of me, what would you have me know? And then just let the words come flowing. Automatic write, just allow that stream of consciousness to move through you. And I always just say, free write for yourself as if nobody's going to read it, you know, burn it afterwards or do whatever you want if you're afraid of somebody reading it. But there's something so powerful about really just letting yourself go with your writing, like allowing any words, you know, to flow through you. Another one that I really love is what am I so afraid of? So if I'm ever feeling fear rise, one of my favorite quotes is fear is just excitement without breath. So if there's fear rising in me generally, if I can breathe into it, if I can be with my fear and not run from it, I like to think that maybe there's some excitement, maybe there's some change on the other side of that. So what am I so afraid of right now? Or what is causing me this anxiety? Or what is, you know, what is this feeling? One that we <laughs> spoke about earlier, but what is the rumble? So if I'm feeling something that I can't quite articulate or I'm not too sure what it is, I, yeah, I might just ask myself, like, what is this rumble? What is this undercurrent? You know, what would my soul have me know right now? What am I not listening to? That's another great one that I really love that I sometimes will get clients to is like, what do I know that I'm not listening to? Or what am I pushing away? You know, is there a truth that's trying to, you know, emerge and I'm just shoving it down? Like, what, you know, another one uh, is, you know, what is the most beautiful aligned version of my life look like? That can be a really nice one as well. From really beautiful for visual, uh, visualization or getting clear on what, you know, what do I want in my life? Is, is the life I'm living right now, is it in total integrity with who I am? You know, what would I change? What would that look like? If I had no, if I could ma uh, wave a magic wand and I had nothing stopping me, I feel like this is like 10 journal prompts going into like 20. <laughs> They're all like streaming from one another, but some really beautiful ones is like, if I could wave a magic wand, what would my life look like? Would it look like it is right now? And without the limitations, because I find sometimes I'll have clients write, we'll start getting into that process and they'll say, well, like they'll stop themselves before they can even allow themselves to write it. You know, we'll get writing and then, oh, well, I'd love to do that, but I can't because I don't have the money or I can't do this. And, and generally those are just belief systems that are operating and are, and are stopping us before we can even get into the juicy, you know, stuff. So yeah, those are some ones that have been really powerful. Uh, and what would my life look like? Yeah, if I was living in a totally free way, like if I was living in total freedom with no limitations, what would my life look like? Well, I can't help but look to you and ask you that very question. So here we are in COVID and you're the expert, you're the question asker, and I get to just flip the mic on you and say, would your life look any different? If I was totally free? What would totally free look like for Christine Bano? Oh... I feel like every single day I am becoming freer and freer. Mm. I'm just really starting to understand some of my conditioning. Mm. This is some of it societal, some of it's my own, some of it's, you know, belief systems. It's 
what I'm finding really powerful right now is working with my, with myself and with, it's naturally coming up with clients, but it's around, it's like unlocking doors that I didn't even realize were open. You know, the more I dig into belief systems and subpersonalities and just parts of myself that I didn't even know were running or operating. It's like, I've been handcuffing myself hmm. in jail where I, you know, I realize that like, I'm the one doing it. There's total freedom everywhere. It's just that I, you know, based on my beliefs or based on my programming or my conditioning and I need to be a good girl and I need to people please and I need to be responsible for people. And it's like total freedom is there. I'm the only one holding myself back. I'm like, we are all limitless potential. Mm. And so I think that for me, if I were living a totally free life, I would just be getting up like I am, you know, I really feel like I'm starting to live into this more, but just getting up, speaking my truth, not being afraid of not hiding anymore. I mean, I think the reason that I haven't been out doing more stuff like this, being out, speaking my truth, being seen, being on, um, you know, on video more is because I think it's twofold. I think there's a part of me who from past lives has been prosecuted for what, for having these gifts and having this power. I think intuitive, intuitives in the past have not been appreciated and, you know, in different times. And I think that there's also a part of me where I grew up, you know, a bit overweight. I was bullied as a kid and, and sort of tormented and scrutinized for the way that I look. So I really, truly believe that I grew up with a belief system of, um, you know, I'm unlovable. I'm, it's not safe to be who I am. It's not safe for me to be seen. You know, I'm a target as is. Don't go, you know, don't even think about going out there and, you know, showing yourself to the world because what if somebody doesn't like you? What if somebody thinks that you're ugly? What if somebody thinks, you know, all the things that I don't consciously consider, but they're, you know, they're in there. So the, the, the most free version of myself, the most true version is just speaking my truth every single day, being really honest. I'm really working on honesty around just everything. So honesty with myself, how I'm feeling which relationships are aligned, which are not, what careers are aligned, which are not, you know, just really, this has been a time to navigate that. And I feel like every single day I become freer and freer. The more I start to act on like 20% of, of getting hits and, and being intuitive is like, that's just 20% of it. And I think of the 80% is like the follow through. Mm-hmm. So every single day I'm trying to be more and more courageous and follow through with the stirrings, the rumble, the, the, the truth that maybe sometimes feels too painful that I want to push down, but is, is my truth and is the, you know, my path of evolution. So that was a really long answer, but in short, I would say that it's just, it keeps, keeps showing up for myself. The, 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 you know, the freest version of myself is just every day showing up. And the more that I show up and can be in integrity and in alignment with myself and be really honest, I find that my clients are able to do the same. So it's like my evolution allows for greater evolution, I think, with my clients as well. And it's just such a beautiful and scary and fucked up journey to be on. (laughs) You nailed it. I feel like I have an answer for my dad now. He calls and asks, what am I doing and he always wants to know what I'm training for. And then he likes to tell me to like stop training. But now I can just tell him that I'm training to show up for myself. And that feels like the most honest and, and, and direct thing that we can hear. That every day we just need to keep showing up for ourselves. And it's like the oxygen mask analogy on repeat. As soon as we show up for ourselves with full lungs and oxygen masks on, we can put the oxygen mask on anyone else. And what an appropriate time, no jokes aside, um, (laughs) that, you know, we're helping people keep full lungs. And 
That was beautiful. And so, so perfectly stated, just like you do. I want to add one thing as we just have that groaner of a joke that I think humor is a beautiful thing. I think humor is so needed. And I just want to add the asterisks of while you keep it fun and you do inject humor, you never minimize the truth and you don't use humor to cover up the truth. And I think it's a really important distinction because I think easily humor can come across as though we're trying to like skirt over or, you know, hide from something that we might not want to hear. And what I appreciate is your version of humor as a coach keeps it human. And I really, really love that about you. So I want to make that distinction so people know that, you know, like your jokes are funny, but your truth is hard hitting. (laughs) So don't come to Christine for a laugh. You might get one, but there might be a few other things along the way that come straight to your heart. And that's the perfect segue into our final question where we wrap the podcast with what is currently making your heart beat faster? My sweet friend, Christine Bano. Getting to know myself more fully. Like, honestly, it's so polar because it's part of me who's like so terrified of my power, I think sometimes. And I think that there's people everywhere starting to hit this, but it's like, I'm feeling the more that I can explore who I am in all edges and really love and accept myself for in all of my glory in, in everything and all the stuff I've done in the past and all, you know, my mistakes and my wins and my mistakes, all of that. And the more I can own that and really truly look at that and love it and, you know, honor that it's, it's, it literally makes my heart beat because it, it feels like I'm, my life force is like just growing and expanding. So it's just, it's like every time I, I can dig in more, it's like, it's, it's just my heartbeat. It gets stronger. It's like the, the essence of who I am starts to light up and open up. And I just can keep, I just keep getting this visual of like, of like a lighthouse. Like the more that I do this work, the more that I light up and the more my heart beats and the more I'm able to like show up and not have to chase people and not have to, like I used to in the past, I didn't have to chase people or fix people or anything like that. It's like people are starting to come to me and I, and all that's happening, I think of in my sessions and which makes my heart beat even faster is just seeing people light up themselves. Like I know that if I, cause I have to do the work first, I have to be willing to show up. And the minute that I do that, everybody else can show up as well. And, and seeing my clients return to their power like I'm not doing anything for them I'm literally just reminding them every single session of their power so that they are like yes I am a rock star yes that doesn't define me oh my gosh so anyways again long-winded answer but (laughs) that's what's making my heart beat it's like coming home to who I am and really accepting and loving all edges of who I am is just like making my heart beat. It's make, turning my light on. And it's just, um, yeah, it's like driving me forward every day. So it's all this work. You've really summed that up so perfectly. I feel like you are a lighthouse that has solar panels on the roof. And the lighthouse is just the sun comes and the light shines. And weary travelers, you know, via boat, via sea, see you in the distance. And we come to you. And our sweet friend, Mark Groves, was not 
lost. He obviously came to you and found you. And I think it's fair to say we both love that guy. He is a plus human. And lighthouses attract lighthouses. And it's a really rad gift to work with someone who sees the light in someone else when sometimes it feels like our solar panels on our own lighthouses might be dim, broken, have some holes in them, those sorts of things. <laughs> broke down. Broke down. Well, yeah. I think that's the thing. Well, I've, I've experienced all of that. I've experienced the breakdown. I've been, I mean, I've been in shambles many times in my mm. life. So I think that's another thing is that I can, I can appreciate that and feeling really broken. Like mm. I, like there's a part of me who is actually broken and just building the lighthouse back up and, and reminding others that like their light is always on. Mm. It's just about uncovering, peeling off the layers that have made them forgot, you know, have essentially made them forgotten. But um, yeah. yeah, beautiful. I mean, Leonard Cohen said it with the crack, the light comes in. And I love that we started on the land of rumbles that made me think more of a road and roadkill. And we evolved to end with a lighthouse and the notion of maybe coming to you from being lost at sea. And so be it lost, be it confused on many aspects of life or only one, recognizing the privilege of having a coach, whether it's just one session with you or it's six months, there is something really beautiful to having the opportunity to tap into an experience with you. So I will make sure that there are details below. People know how to find you, how to reach out. Your coaching experience is certainly very unique. So it's not like any other. You might have some laughs and you'll have a lot of truths and you might only want one or you might want six months. And I share this because during this time, especially of COVID, I have found that it's a time to add some new tools to the toolbox. And so it's not that it's only COVID. It's just a reminder that as our listeners are in a place of wanting a new tool, it's a really cool time to jump on Zoom and explore what that conversation can look like. So I can't say thank you enough. I appreciate that you are open to being broken and alight all in the same time. And well, we're not done yet. So we're going to hit close on this podcast and let 2020 roll on, shall we? <laughs> Let's do it. Oh.